What's up, everybody? This is TJ Reed, and you are listening to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. We are on a mission to help you develop consistency, a thriving career, and to find company for the journey as a leader. Join us and leaders from over 300 cities around the world as we now dive into Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. It is March. Can you believe it? By the end of this month, we will be a fourth of the way through 2020. I've already been able to knock some really cool goals off of my list. Uh, I ran my first 5K. I got over the mental barriers, and I ran my first 5K ever in February. Proud to say that I did that, and I did it without dying. (laughs) (laughs) Also really excited. We had an incredible day on Leap Day uh, where we did a workshop called How to Create a Memorable Life. For those of you that joined us here in Norfolk, Virginia, thank you for being a part of that. For those of you that weren't able to join us, man, you missed out on a really fun day with lots of laughter. Uh, But here's the good news. We just launched it as a course. It's a it's a course that you can get for just a small fee, but it's one that I encourage you to go check out because I'll tell you what, so often we think that memories just happen by chance. But one of the things that I found as I've studied it and worked through it and been applying these things to my life is that there's things that we can do to actually plan out so that we have a memorable life and so that we reach memorable goals. And that's really the goal of this course. So go check that out. We uh, are advertising it on our all of our social media pages. And so I would love to have you check that out, join us with that, or share it with somebody that you know is just needs to hear that. And so uh, excited about that. But even more so, I'm excited today for my guest, Paul Casey. Man, from the moment that I met Paul, Paul is such a nice guy. And even after we finished this recording, uh, Paul has just kept in touch with me and just been a real encouragement to me personally. And so uh, Paul's originally from Chicago, and he's been a professional speaker for over 24 years. And he's one of the leading authorities in leadership and personal growth. He has spoken for organizations like McDonald's, Subway, all sorts of regional chambers of commerce, uh, AutoZone, and and others. Paul uh, has been an educator, an administrator, and a chief operating officer in five nonprofit organizations, and he's an ACC certified coach. Through his company, Growing Forward Services, Paul has partnered with his corporate and individual clients to transform their vision, their habits, and their lives. Paul's written three books, The Static Cling Principle, Maximizing Every Minute, and Leading the Team You've Always Wanted. Paul is married to Laura and has a 21 and 17-year-old and has lived in the Tri-Cities, Washington area for over 20 years. For fun, he enjoys golfing, hiking, biking, and he has a bald eagle puppet named Eli that makes kids smile. We talk about that in the podcast. Um, And so I am so delighted to share with you my interview with Paul Casey. Would you welcome uh, Paul? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and I am excited today to have our new friend, Paul Casey, with us. Paul, thank you for being on Vitamin Lead. It is an honor to be with you, TJ. Uh, So, Paul, we've heard a little bit about your bio, but why don't you tell us about yourself? And while you're at it, would you tell our listeners about your bald eagle puppet, Eli, that makes kids smile? 
<laughs> He's sleeping right now. Yeah, so I was a, uh, uh, my career started out as a fifth grade teacher. And so I did that for a couple of years, then got uh, my, my principal saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, which was leadership. And I didn't know that's what it was, you know, then. And he said, I'd like you to be my vice principal. Um, so just after two years of teaching, he promoted me to vice principal for half the day. And I got to be a PE teacher for half the day. And I went to a, a conference where they were selling these puppets. And so I walked up to the booth, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I could be a ventriloquist. And they're like, no, it's cool. The, the puppet whispers in your ear. And then you tell the kids, you know, what he said. And I'm like, really? That goes over well? And they said, yeah. And, and this puppet is so cool. There's a heart that, that can pull out of, the, of its chest. And you can put an object in there, like a candy bar or a paper clip or something. And then you can tell a story because whatever the puppet is thinking about is going to come out his mouth eventually. And so it could be a negative thing or a positive thing. And that was the lesson that I would teach is like, what is the puppet thinking about? And so Eli the Eagle was his name. And, cool. <laughs> and so I brought that as my mascot when I became an elementary principal then uh, a few years later. Uh, then my journey went on and became a family pastor at a church uh, because they needed some help with parenting skills for the children and youth departments. And I didn't work with the kids. I actually worked with the families and did um, CDs and events and e-newsletters, which was, that was all just becoming, um, you know, hot at, the, at that time. So that was fun to be able to play in that space. Uh, became an executive pastor at a church and then started my own business as an entrepreneur in 2012 while I had the day job. And then um, in 2015, I took the plunge. You know, income goes to zero as an entrepreneur. Woohoo! <laughs> and uh, <Fun>. yay! <laughs> and off to the races. I struggled through year one a bit. Just networked the heck out of my town here. I'm in Eastern Washington State, and um, within a year, was able to quit to the two little part-time jobs just to get me through that first year. And haven't looked back since. And so I do coaching and team building and training, offsite retreats, mastermind groups. I've got a local podcast. I've written four little books. Um, so yeah, anything that helps people grow is what I do. And my business is called Growing Forward Services. That's awesome. I, I, I love when we were talking before you said that you, you went to one of the education conferences and you just didn't get out of it uh, anything other than the theoretical. And so you just kind of have this passion for the practical. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I was at this conference, you know, my first year as a teacher, like, whoa, huge convention center it was in Anaheim, California. And I was like, this is great. And I signed up for all these, uh, these courses, but it was all philosophical. And I, and I went, man, I didn't get any ideas from my classroom, which is what I really wanted. And I felt like God said like, well, then you do it. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I, <laughs> I decided to sign up uh, to do a seminar. Uh, it was terrifying the first time and but 35 people showed up that next year and then from then on every year I put my name in the booklet and people would come and then it became like three regions four regions eight regions you know different conferences and uh, it was yeah it's been a blast so I've been doing it since I was 23 years old and I get a lot of thrill of giving people practical ideas love it so one of our favorite questions here is we have a lot of people that are younger in their career, like uh, just starting out or just becoming leaders. And so one of our favorite questions to ask people is, uh, would you tell us about one of your first jobs and a lesson that you learned in that job uh, that has maybe carried you through, that's carried through to present day? Yeah, one of my first jobs was uh, 
at a UPS uh, shipping place and uh, it was agonizingly slow. But then when someone would come in, it would be like, you have to know a million things, you know, of, of the different carriers like FedEx and how to wrap it properly. And so it was like boring, boring, boring. And then just this burst of adrenaline and freak out mode. And I realized that was not the job that I needed because <laughs> I have to be like fully engaged uh, in, in a job, something that I really, my heart goes toward. And I also mm. have to feel like I'm, I feel like I have to have some mastery uh, of that job, or at least being able to get towards mastery. And if I have either one of those things where I'm, I'm losing interest or I don't feel like I'm good at it, uh, it's not going to go very far. So that's the, that's the lesson I learned from that. So let's, let's say one of our listeners is in that realm right now. What would you suggest? Like, cause as you're starting out in your career, sometimes you take a job, you're like, oh man, like I wasn't anticipating this, or this is rougher. What are like some practical steps they can take to head more towards their purpose or their passion? Like the, what, maybe something you've learned. Yeah, well, I would definitely get a coach. I mean, it doesn't have to be me, but there are a lot of great coaches out there who specialize in helping you find out what you're good at, what you want, what your passions are, what your strengths. You don't have to hire a coach. You can actually take many of these assessments online for free uh, or just for nominal cost. But I would really explore, like, who are you as a person? Um, like, I, I'll give my clients uh, a personality uh, evaluation, uh, a strengths finder assessment, like mm -hmm. a passion uh, test, like what are you passionate about, your love language, the things that fill your tank and drain your tank. When you do all these different little assessments, it gives you like a composite on yourself mm -hmm. so that when you do look for that job that does fit more your sweet spot, it's like, yeah, that is totally me or nope, I'm not going to go through that again. <laughs> Yeah, those are, those are important jobs to know as the ones that, nope, never going to go back and do that again. Uh, oh, man. Okay, that's good. Um, so you study time management. Uh, what yeah. made you study time management and what makes you want to like spread that message to the world? Well, I think my mom was the ultimate time manager, but she's a teacher. And I would say kudos to all the educators out there because you've got to manage a clock when you're a teacher. I mean, you've got PE and recess and and each subject that you have to get in, you've got a curriculum to get in before the end of the year and you've got to break that into chunks. And I think that just wired it into my blood uh, mm. to, to be a time manager. I wandered into my principal's uh, office, that guy that, that had promoted me and his, his, his office looked like a bomb had hit it. I mean, there's just piles <laughs> everywhere and that was his style. And, and uh, if you're a piles person out there, you know, I'm not dissing you, you probably know where everything is in those piles. <laughs> but <laughs> to me, that makes me a little nauseous. That's just my style. Yeah, so I me said, too, I me too. Can I organize this? And he said like, go ahead, take a crack at it. So he went uh, on a trip. And I made all of his piles all neatly, like these are the memos when, in the days where there were memos and reading material and, you know, uh, order forms and things that he had to sign off on. And I came back and I was like, oh, you know, here it is all for you. <laughs> he said, this is amazing. Of course, I went back to the old ways within weeks, you know, yeah. you can't <laughs> teach an old dog new tricks. But there was a there was a publication there called The Organized Executive. And I think it may still exist. I don't know if it does or not. It's all these time management hacks. And this was back in the um, early 90s. And I just really got a thrill from saying, how can I be more efficient? How can I take something to the next level with a little time hack? And it just became, uh, I started adding more and more habits to my schedule, uh, my, my daily habits. And 
it became something that I wanted to share with others and people seemed interested. Like, yeah, my day's getting away from me and people are lamenting that I can't get to my priorities and I'm a procrastinator. And I thought there's a niche here where I mm. think I could jump into that and maybe give some real practical tools. That's really good. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna give you an abstract question about time management here. Uh, if, if time were an animal, what animal would you describe time as? <laughs> oh my goodness. That is the most unique question I've been asked on a podcast. Is that a way of saying it's a bad, it's a bad question? It's the most unique question I've, I've been asked on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me go to the other side of my brain right now. <laughs> hmm. Time management or an animal? Because I would think it maybe would have to be some type of methodical animal okay. that you know is very intentional with its hunting patterns, okay, its feeding patterns and its mating patterns and all those other things. I don't know which one that would be though, but at least at least you're having me starting to think about that. Okay, well that's good. If if it comes to you sometime, just yell out an animal name <laughs> as we go along in the I podcast. <laughs> Um, my wife and I joke a lot about our different personality types. She likes to, she sets a plan and she feels like with her schedule, if she breaks it, she's kind of like, it's like a violation to her personal yes. code of ethics. Yes. Um, for, for me and my brainstem, I'm a little bit opposite. I, I need to know that I have freedom, that I can break those plans whenever necessary. Um, so I guess the question I'm getting at is, um, how do you, how do you approach different personalities with time management? Yeah. Are there similar strategies for different personalities? That's really good. And, and I do teach the animal personality style. So I should have had a better answer for you because <laughs> I teach the, uh, the lion, otter, golden retriever, beaver styles. Have you ever taken that one before? I have, and I honestly don't remember what I was. Okay. So the lion is the uh, bold, direct, uh, get her done, action oriented, driven uh, kind of leader. The, uh, the otter is the open-ended, creative, spontaneous, that, that might be you, what you were describing, but a playful, um, loves the start of things, loves people. The golden retriever is the calm, listener, um, conscientious, pleaser kind of a person. And then the beaver, which is probably the animal that I should have said earlier, is the productive, organized, planned, structured, color-coded, alphabetized kind of person probably like your wife who is you know just needs to stay on track or else they get a little rattled yeah so which one are you paul so i am beaver golden retriever okay so uh very very structured and time managed on that side high task but also high people um, i love to listen in my coaching uh to my coaching clients um so i'm not dominating the conversation there i'm, I'm usually listening 80 percent of the time um, I don't ever jump down somebody's throat, you know, in a conflict. I stay pretty even keeled. But I do have, you know, we're, we're a combination of all the four. So as an entrepreneur, I got to be a lot more lion than I normally was in my mm. in a day job because I got to make money and I have to uh, nurture new contacts and uh, keep things going. I, I like comedians. So I like the otter style. I like to laugh and uh, I do like to create so I do have that side of my brain going too, but I married and I married an otter. And so she's the, she's the one that keeps my life more spontaneous. And I am the one that sort of grounds her. You need both of them. I've, I, I found that uh, since our daughter came into the world, I have a three-year-old uh, that my wife's um, 
beaver tendencies are so helpful for building routines that my daughter absolutely loves that I would, I'd probably just feed her Kool-Aid and let her stay up till 10 o'clock at night if it was my decision, but uh, <laughs> she's grown me quite a bit in that way. <laughs> Dad is great. He gives us chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you have a model for restoring sanity to our schedules. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a, it's a mouthful. It's the uh, fulcrum framework of focus. Okay, so that's a lot of F words there. They're all positive F words. Uh, so <laughs> I, heard that I, need, I heard that I needed a framework if I was going to try to come up with something for an online video course. So um, I heard someone that would help me with this. And so she said, okay, so what's some of the teaching that you really want to get across for these people who are who don't have sanity? I, I call my program Restoring Sanity because people are feeling so out of control. Yeah. I listened to a speaker years ago uh, who was totally burned out. He, he learned some lessons from being burned out. And he, he said, it's work-life balance is not a real thing. Uh, maybe work-life integration is a better phrase or work-life rhythm. But he said, I want you to picture a teeter-totter. And he's like, those are probably illegal nowadays, you know, because all the playground equipment is now, you know, like <laughs> deemed unsafe for our children. But the teeter-totter... Um, where you've got to put work on one side, life on the other. And so if you're trying to balance it, even if you get there, you're off balance like five minutes later. So that's, that's really not a worthy goal. But he said, picture the fulcrum, that triangle that's in between. He said, if you can push the fulcrum back or forth, uh, maybe where to work side, if there's a big deadline or a client you need to um, really please, or maybe uh, your parent goes into assisted living or your your child has the flu you've got to push it to the other side and you just move that fulcrum fluidly that's where that um the model comes from i love that i love that and so you you move it where it's needed for that season of life basically yeah and you can't leave it for too long because obviously you know you're gonna have clients mad you're gonna lose business if you don't go enough to one side but you're also gonna lose your family if you don't give them the attention, the nurturing yeah. that they need. So yeah, you can't leave it for too long, but you can for seasons. Um, it, is it possible for us to do all the things that we expect ourselves to have to do? Because I know like I talked to so many folks, so many of the younger team members on our team and they're like, well, I, I do this. And then I also have my side hustle over here and, and all of these sorts of things. And I, I think that maybe some of the frustration is that we're trying to pack so much in and burning the candle at both ends. Like, um, what are some ways that somebody can maybe unclutter their life or make decisions on what's important? Yeah, that's really good. And, and two of the styles, the lion and the beaver styles, those, they just keep saying yes to everything. They just keep taking more on their plate. Rawr, you know, give me yeah. more. They, they never say the word overwhelmed where the golden retrievers and the otters, uh, they, they, they know that they've got a capacity level that if they keep saying yes, they're gonna go underground really fast. Hmm. So it is important to know your personality style. The second thing I would say is you've gotta know what, um, what you want most in life. What are the most important things to you? You've gotta filter your life based around your values and your vision. Uh, that's the first point I usually say. A lot of people want to say, yeah, 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 let's get on to the, the time management hacks. And I'm like, no, 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 we need, to we need to hover here for a while because what is most important for you? At the end of your life, even at the end of this year, would you say like, I have regrets that I didn't do that. Well, let's get mm -hmm. ahead of that now. Let's put those big rocks into your schedule now. 
and decide like maybe those other things are nice to do's, but they're not as important as those main priorities for you. Then you decide to use that as a filter. You protect your priorities. You learn to say no. You put boundaries around stuff. And, um, and like you said, to start the question, sometimes we just put too much on our plate and we need to be uh, setting attainable goals. Hmm, that's good. Why, why, do you, uh, why do you think it's so hard for us to sustain time management changes in our schedule? Why do we often revert back to unhelpful patterns in our scheduling and time management? You know, TJ, it's self-discipline. And that, mm. uh, I just, you know, at someone in my last seminar, he goes, Paul, all this time management stuff you're teaching, doesn't it just really come down to self-discipline? And I just chuckled, <laughs> you know, and because everybody laughed in the room and it's like, yep, you know, that is, that is really true. And I can't put that into somebody. I mean, all I can do is try to rouse up within you your big why. Like what, the, the big why for managing your time has to be bigger than your procrastination tendencies. Hmm. And usually that it doesn't reach that level. So then we drag on our, our outlook or a Google calendar, we drag things into the afternoon or we just check off the things that are easiest because we get a rush of dopamine whenever we cross that off. Yeah. But the why isn't big enough. So then we just go back to what's easy and convenient. Hmm. So are, are we bored? Is that why we are not good time managers? We just made ourselves <laughs> bored with an easy life? <laughs> I don't think we're bored, but I, I think it takes work uh, and it takes intentionality to go after something bigger than yourself, bigger than hmm. what's just in your, uh, I'm not going to say everybody has a humdrum life, you know, but, but there is this sort of maintaining life and then there is this bust out kind of life. Like I want to impact thousands and thousands of lives. I mean, that's me personally. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe you just want to be the best parent or spouse that you can be. Well, you don't, um, you don't default to being a great parent or a great boss or a great employer, or a great entrepreneur, right? So it takes intentionality. So I don't think it's boredom. I just think we just sort of get comfortable. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I know that the, the times where I'm intentionally setting down my cell phone are the times where I connect with my daughter and, uh, you know, it's, it's so easy to just sit there and do be on autopilot for those things instead of mm -hmm. actually interacting and living into my values. Sure. Hmm. So you're, you're a parent. What are some of the ways you've been able to live into your values with your time management and, uh, in, in your life uh, throughout your career, especially as you've traveled speaking and things like that? Yeah, I definitely have to block my time. That would be one of the, the biggest time hacks that I could give anybody is to make what one speaker calls F-bots, focused blocks of time. Hmm. Uh, I call it making appointments with yourself or with those people closest to you. And you literally block it out. Whether you're at work, you block out your priorities there. If you're at home, you block out date night. So I would block out, I always block out date night with my wife on Friday nights. And that's, that's sacred time. You know, there might be a time where I'm traveling, but even then I just move it somewhere else in the week. So my wife doesn't get the shaft on that. So time with playing with children, uh, like tonight, I'm going to go out to Target with my daughter. She's a teenager. And so our dates are going to Target <laughs> or going out for frozen yogurt. Um, and so I've got to act, literally put those in my calendar and treat them as sacred time that can't get bumped. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. 
Um, one more question for you, and then I want to talk about the free offer that you have for our listeners here. Um, our, our tagline for Vitamin Lead is your healthy dose of leadership. And so my question to you is, can you define healthy leadership? What's your definition of healthy leadership? Wow, healthy leadership. There, there's a book called The Advantage. It would be a, a book to recommend for any of your listeners for, uh, for the new year, for sure. Um, in that book, Patrick Lencioni says, it is a leader's job to create a healthy atmosphere or environment for its people to thrive. Mm. And I thought, wow, I have never heard it said like that, but I totally agree with that. You have to create such a safe atmosphere where people can speak up, where, um, where people are, have a personal development plan that the, the leaders are trying to help them get to that. Uh, there has to be balance in one's own life so that you don't become a workaholic. So there's a whole bunch of elements that go into healthy leadership, but I would definitely say that. And if you put me on the spot, TJ, I would say the two most important leadership traits out of all of them yeah. would be relationship building and vision. Hmm. If you have those two, I really believe your people will follow you anywhere because they want to know if you care about them and they want to know where you're taking them. Absolutely. I love it. That's so good, Paul. Thank you. Um, so uh, you, I believe you, you were telling me that you have a special offer for our listeners. Will you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. If you want to get a handle on your time management with some simple steps to get started and then hopefully work on each one of those to become a habit, I've got a control my calendar checklist uh, free to the listeners. What you do is you go to the website, takebackmycalendar.com takebackmycalendar.com. Or if you're a texter, you can uh, text the word growing to 72,000. So that's uh, open a text to 72,000 and just text the word growing and uh, you'll get on that list and get that, that free gift. That's awesome. And we'll make sure to put that in our show notes so that they can click on that as well if they're, if they're uh, on their cell phone or something like that. So that's wonderful. Well, Paul, thank you so much for sharing your time management. Thank you for sharing the story of the beaver as well as the, <laughs> the <laughs> example of time. Um, we're, we're grateful that you were here with us tonight. It was a pleasure. All right. Well, uh, you've been listening to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. And this has been Paul Casey. We will talk with you all soon.